Welcome to The Truth About Lending. I'm Melinda Payne, the president and owner of The Truth About Lending. I've been a licensed mortgage broker for over 25 years and bring you clear and straightforward insights on everything from securing your initial home purchase to refinancing your house or obtaining condo financing in Florida's dynamic lending market. Now let's get into the truth about lending. No, you're not alone. Cause I'm gonna make this place your home. Hello everyone. Welcome to this week's Lunch and Learn, where today we're talking about resolving escrow shortages in home ownership and exactly what you can do and what does it mean. So today we're gonna to start with some basics. What is escrow or what are escrows or what does escrowing for taxes and insurance mean? This is a really great question. Well, when you are paying your taxes and insurance with your mortgage payment, that's called escrowing for taxes and insurance. So you're actually paying 1 of your property taxes and 1 of your insurance each month so that at the end of the year or when your anniversary of your insurance renewal comes or when the property taxes are due, then the bank has enough money in the escrow account, which is like a savings account that they have on your behalf, and then they pay your taxes and your insurance. Now, not everybody does escrow for their taxes and insurance. Some people pay their taxes and insurance on their own. And we'll get into that in a minute, but let's just go back to what I just said about what is escrowing or what, uh, what requirements uh, that we have for escrowing. So what we're talking about here is taxes are always paid in arrears. In, in other words, you're going to live in the house and then the taxes are paid at the end of the year for the year that you lived in the house. For example, in Broward County, the property tax bill comes out in November. So you will have lived in the house all of 2024, and then the 2024 tax bill comes out. But with insurance, it's different. Insurance, you are always paid one year in advance for insurance. So when you went to close on the property or when you purchased the property, you paid for the first year of insurance upfront. But now when you're paying one twelfth of your insurance in your mortgage payment each month, you're actually paying that towards the renewal that's going to come in six months or eight months or whenever it's going to come. So you're always paid one year in advance for the insurance and you're ahead with the insurance. What that means is that if you sell the house or you pay the house off and you no longer want insurance, you're actually going to be due a prorated refund of the insurance. A lot of people don't realize that they go to sell the house and they may or may not contact their insurance agent to let them know that the house is sold and you could be leaving money on the table at that point. So it's very important to note that insurance is always paid one year in advance. And uh, if, you were to, if you were to sell the house, uh, you could get an escrow refund uh, from not only your escrow account, but uh, the prorations for the insurance as well. So we'll talk about that in one second in reference to uh, the escrow account. However, what's really important to note is that when you are not putting down 20% on a house or a condo or whatever the property is, many lenders, there's a few exceptions to this, but most lenders require you to pay your taxes and your insurance with your mortgage payment. So you actually are 
uh, required to pay all of this in one. And uh, that's where you get the acronym PITI, which basically stands for Principal Interest Taxes of Insurance. And um, when you do pay your taxes in your insurance with your mortgage payment, you're required to have a buffer that's equal to three months reserves. It's different in every letter. It's somewhere between two to four months. So we'll just call it three months for now. Three months reserves or a cushion of your taxes in your insurance. So what you're basically looking at, at uh, is three months of the prorated amount of your taxes and your insurance. A perfect example is let's say your insurance is $1,200 for the year. Obviously we know in Florida that's not the case, but this is the example we're using just to use the simple math. $1,200 a year or $100 a month for insurance. So we will take that times three. So that's three months of that, that's $300 that you're required to have as a cushion for your insurance in your escrow account. Same thing for taxes. If taxes are $2,400 for the year, $200 a month times three, that's going to be $600 at a cushion. So there's always going to be a cushion of so, so many months of reserves required. They also need to account to make sure they have enough money to pay it when it's due. A perfect example of that is property taxes. If property taxes are being paid in November and you um, bought the house in January, your first mortgage payment is actually going to not be January or February, it's actually going to be March. So if you have a March first payment, let's just count that out, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. So that's only nine payments you will have made before the taxes are due. So in that situation, they're actually going to collect six months reserves for the taxes in your escrow account, because remember, we need to have three months reserves as a escrow cushion. So that's three for to equal the, to the full year and three for a cushion. So it's really important to note that every year you own a house and you're escrowing for taxes and insurance, your lender is going to send you an escrow analysis. It's usually done in January. And on that escrow analysis, it's going to tell you what they project that your escrow balance will be and based on your taxes and your insurance, how much they project that you're going to need. So let's go back a little bit and talk about when escrowing is required we just talked a little bit about the fact that when you're not putting down 20 percent most lenders again there's a few exceptions but most lenders require you to have escrows with your taxes and your insurance in your mortgage payment or if you're refinancing if you don't have 20 percent equity in the property it is required for you most lenders again there's some exceptions most lenders will require that to be part of the mortgage payment. Now, there are certain uh, lenders or certain loan programs like FHA that you have to escrow regardless of the down payment, regardless of the equity in the house. You just have to. It's a requirement. And then when you have flood insurance. So let's say you are putting down 20% and you don't want your taxes and your insurance in the mortgage payment. You want to just pay your principal and interest on your own. You don't want to include your taxes in your insurance, but you're in a flood zone. Well, Hurricane Katrina changed a lot of this for everybody. After Hurricane Katrina, the government stepped in and said, hey, listen, if you're in a flood zone, you're required to escrow for it with your mortgage payment, no matter what. It doesn't matter if you're putting down 20% or not, you have to escrow for your flood insurance. It's a requirement that's now a federal requirement across the board. So 
Very important to note that when you're escrowing for your taxes and your insurance and the lender sends you your annual escrow analysis, they're going to have on there some projections and they may say, hey, your mortgage payment is now going to change because your property taxes went up or your insurance went up. So in Florida, we have something called the homestead rule or the homestead laws, uh, homestead exemption basically is what it is. And a lot of people don't realize how this really works. We did a different video a while ago on Homestead and we're probably going to be redoing one in the future, but just to give you a brief idea on Homestead, Homestead exemptions limit how much property taxes can go up. The only time that they're allowed to reassess the value of the house is when you purchase the house from, you know, you're purchasing the house and now you're the new owner. So of course, if you don't have homestead, they can reassess the value and your taxes can go up at any time. Homestead is not available for somebody buying a second home or for an investment property. But if you're buying a house that the little old lady has lived in since 1972 and her property taxes are based on what she bought the house for, the taxes are going to be artificially very low. The first year that the property taxes are reassessed, you're going to get a pretty big bill of a reassessment of the value. If you are filing homestead, they're only allowed to do this the first year. So you should only see a dramatic increase in the property taxes the first year. It's really important that you, you know, ask your agent uh, or talk to your agent about the property taxes and find out what the current assessed value is. Because if you go into the property appraiser's website, um, you will see what the current market value is compared to the assessed value. It's really important to understand the difference. The uh, homestead exemption limits how much a property can be reassessed for. There's a 3% cap of how much the value can go up. So it dramatically reduces the property taxes. So if you're buying a house for 400,000 that a little old lady lived in and bought in 1972 for 100,000 or 25,000, the property taxes are gonna be based on her assessed value when she filed homestead. So just like that little old lady who never had her property taxes go up dramatically, only the first year, you guys will get a pretty big increase in your property taxes only the first year if the value is based on an older value. Now, look, you might be buying a house from somebody who's an investor that never had homestead and maybe the property taxes will go down slightly. But more than likely, a lot of times we see, this is very common, somebody getting a very large increase in their payment and now not only did they have a large increase in their payment because their property taxes were reassessed the first year but in addition to that now they have a shortage which remember i just said a few minutes ago that they need to have a cushion in their escrow account so now there's a shortage on this side for what they're short for the cushion and now there's a shortage on this side for what they need to pay the tax bill at the end of the year or maybe the bank also paid the property tax bill, the new property tax bill, and there's a negative. So now there may be a deficit in the account that needs to be made up, the deficit for the cushion, and there's gonna be a shortage for being able to pay the property taxes at the end of the year. So when that happens, they're going to send you a notification. And it's usually pretty shocking to most people. So it's super important that you talk with your agent talk with your loan officer, making sure you're prepared for this ahead of time 
because a lot of people forget this. A lot of people are so caught up in buying the house and they're so excited about moving in. It's an exciting time. And we're so happy that we're able to participate in such a wonderful, joyous moment in, in our clients' lives. But sometimes they forget to file for homestead or they forget that this is coming because there's just a lot going on. Let's face it, moving, buying a house, it is a big process. And one of the things that you can do to prepare is to go to the county's property appraisers website, which will put, for example, Broward, Dade, and Palm Beach County's property appraisers website in the, in the link uh, after we post this video so you can see as an example. But there's actually tools in those websites that you can use. You can go ahead and put your estimated purchase price and what type of exemptions that you have. For example, if you're disabled or if you're over a certain age or if you're a veteran, those are additional exemptions and it'll calculate what the projected property taxes are. So you have a rough idea of how that will affect you later on. Now, it's very important to note that some of those are still very much an estimate. My experience is that they tend to overestimate those figures, but it'll give you a better idea of, hey, my payment's going to go up $300 a month. Plus I'm gonna have a shortage when this happens. So I better make sure to either put that money aside or to be able to pay a higher payment. Now let's talk about what happens when you have an escrow shortage. You're going to have a few different options. The bank is going to send you a notification and they're going to say, hey, guess what, guys? Your escrows are short. Here are your options. One, put the money in to bring it up to the level that it needs to be. And this is how much money is due. Let's say it's short $3,600. You could send them $3,600 and they will not tack on the shortage. Remember, they will change. They could, they're going to change your payment to reflect the new property taxes, but they're not going to put that additional shortage on there for the money that they fronted for you and the reserve requirement. Because remember what I said, it's not just the property tax figure changing, it's the fact that there now will be this big negative from the money they paid on your behalf that you didn't have in there or planning for the next payment that you're already negative for. So in that case, if your property taxes last year were $2,400 and now they're $3,600, your payment's going to go up $100 a month, but you won't have to pay the additional payment for the negative. So let's just go back to the options to make sure I'm explaining myself correctly. One option is to send in the money and your payment should probably increase only by the portion of the property taxes that it went up. The second option is you can go ahead and make the most lenders will allow you to pay that escrow shortage over a period of time. They will say, hey, um, your escrow shortage is $2,400 negative, plus now your taxes have gone up $1,200, so you need to raise your payment $300 so that in 12 months from now, you would have paid the negative of the $2,400 and that additional $100, and that's an option that you may have with your lender a lot of times that is allowed. Now, one of the other options is you can also talk to your lender about a loan modification. Um, this is really probably the last option that I would suggest because sometimes it could be viewed as a negative thing. But there is an option of a loan modification where you could put the entire escrow shortage to the back end of the loan if you qualify. It's way better to try to either pay the balance up front that is due 
or to go ahead and make them a higher monthly payments temporarily, okay? So all of these options are options that you should be able to speak with your lender about. Of course, we are only one phone call away for you with the Truth About Lending to walk you through these steps. Sometimes people are looking at trying to refinance to be able to get out of this situation. Um, but that's not always a good option, especially if you have a lower interest rate. I mean, we're gonna be honest with you and tell you, hey, stick with what you have, you have a lower rate. This is just a temporary situation. Now, eventually rates are going to start coming down again and it may or make sense, may or may not make sense in the future to refinance, but that is a different story for another day and we will have uh, some discussions on that in the future. So let's just talk about insurance in Florida. Well, guys, as everybody knows, insurance in Florida is very challenging. There are a lot of different factors that come into play. It's very important that you understand your insurance policy. You should have a very good communication with your insurance agent and have a thorough understanding of your insurance policy. Remember, there are different coverages. There's wind coverage for hurricane, there's homeowners coverage for, God forbid, a, a fire or a theft or somebody who slips and falls in the house. Um, there's, there could also be flood insurance. Um, if you're very close to the water, there could be a separate wind policy from the homeowners policy. So you could, event, you could possibly have three different policies. It's very important that you're keeping an eye on this. And the reason why it's important is, let's say your loan is service transfer. Now, what does that mean? When you get a mortgage, your lender can go ahead and transfer your loan to another lender at any time. It doesn't change the terms of your loan. It doesn't change your interest rate. It doesn't change your payment. Nothing changes except who you're making the mortgage payment to. It's very important that if that happens, that you go ahead and you ask the new lender uh, and the old lender uh, if this is correct, because you don't, there's a lot of scammers that happen, a lot of scams that happen with this. So you want to call the old lender and make sure that it did in fact transfer. And then you want to call the new lender and confirm that this is the new lender that you're paying the payment to. And the reason I bring this up in this segment is because if you're escrowing for your insurance, the mortgagee clause or who is uh, notified in the event of a claim has to be changed with your insurance agent. Now, normally the lender, the new lender, will take care of this with your insurance agent, but you have to pay attention to this. It's very important. Why is it important? Because if the mortgagee clause isn't changed, the old lender will not have the money anymore for your escrows. The new lender will have it. The bill will go to the old lender. The old lender is going to say, sorry, we don't have the money and we don't have this loan and we're not gonna pay it. The new lender is going to say, hey guys, you don't have insurance. We're going to force place insurance on you and buy the most expensive policy and now your payment's going to go way up. And it's very important that that doesn't happen because the last thing you want is your, your insurance that you picked out to be canceled just because the mortgagee clause wasn't changed on the insurance. So if you get a notification of any type of transfer or change, it's very important that you go ahead and check with your insurance agent that the mortgagee clause was changed. Okay, super, super, super important. When you have an escrow shortage, 
if you don't pay the new payment that's due, you will be reported negatively on the credit report. So even if you're disputing how much that shortage is, let's say one month your payment is $2,400, you receive a notification that next month your payment is going to $3,700 because you have this big shortage and your taxes went way up and you're, oh my God, what am I going to do? Please, please, please pay the new payment even if you're in the middle of working out with them what you're going to do you might be willing to pay the entire amount that it's def you know the deficit amount you might choose the option to pay it over 12 months with the new payment whatever it is pay that payment don't pay the old payment because if you don't pay the new payment it will be reported negatively on your credit we have had people that we've witnessed in the past that have actually gone into foreclosure because of this. I mean, it is something we commonly see. It's one of the biggest problems that we see is somebody has a dispute about their escrow analysis and they don't believe that they should have to make the higher payment. Guys, I cannot express this enough. Pay the correct payment that's on the statement, what they want you to pay. All of the escrow stuff can be worked out. All that money is going into an escrow account. It is literally governed by the by federal laws. So they can't do anything with that money without having some kind of accountability. So if you work it out later, if you get lower insurance later or you get homestead later, well, then you'll have a higher balance in there and that money will be refunded to you. So they're only allowed to keep a certain portion of a certain portion of money in the escrow account and anything that's over that will have to be refunded so it's really important to know that if they have an overage of a certain amount they will send you a check now a lot of people get these checks in the mail and they're like what am i supposed to do with this and am i really getting this money should i be afraid to spend this money well the Answer is maybe. <laughs> you really want to find out why you got this large refund from your escrow account. Did your property taxes go down because you filed Homestead? Did you find another insurance company that has a lower amount? Why all of a sudden are you getting this check? Don't just take it and go have fun with it. Make sure you understand why you received it because at the end of the day, it could be something that was a mistake. So you really need to keep an eye on why are you getting this money? It really can affect your credit. Not only that, you know, you, you don't want to be in a situation where they're saying, Hey, wait a minute, you don't have insurance. You don't have this. You don't have that. There are definitely in a, uh, many situations where we see forced place insurance, usually forced place insurance is like, the lowest coverage that a lender can get with the highest premium that a lender can get. So you're ending up paying ridiculous amount of money for insurance for no reason. So it's really important that you keep track of your escrow account and making sure that this is something that you're watching very closely. So now let's talk about what happens if you don't escrow for your taxes and your insurance, okay? Let's just look at it from the other side of the equation. If you're not paying your taxes and your insurance with your mortgage payment, that's okay. But 
you have to make sure, just like I said before, if the loan is transferred to a different lender, you have to make sure that your insurance agent is notified of the fact that it was transferred and that your insurance is updated with the new information, okay? Also, property taxes. Depending on the county, property taxes either may come out in November or December, and generally you have some time until March to pay them. Now, technically they're not due until March, but if you pay them in November, there is a discount. So they're not past due until after March. If you're not escrowing for your taxes and your insurance, as long as you pay your property tax bill prior to the last possible day that it's due, you don't have to pay it in November. You can pay it as long as you've paid it within that window of time that your county allows. It's super important that you make sure that you're paying your property taxes because what happens if you don't pay your property taxes? They sell something called a tax certificate, okay? Property tax certificates give the owner of whoever purchased that property tax certificate the availability to foreclose on your house. So let's just take an example where you're paying your mortgage on time, but you haven't paid your property taxes and your property tax bill that's past due is sold to somebody who wins it in an auction, who bids for it in an auction. They are then paying your property taxes on your behalf and now they own this tax certificate they can then foreclose on your house just by owning this tax certificate now normally this has to go on for quite a while for this to happen but it is a risk so you could be paying your payment perfectly on time with your mortgage and still get foreclosed on by not paying the taxes so it's really important to note that if you're not escrowing keep an eye out for those tax bills and that you're making sure you're planning ahead. So one of the other things about escrowing for taxes and insurance, it's really important to know, is that after you get to a certain equity percentage in the um, house, you might be able to get your escrows removed. This is something you can ask your lender. So let's say you put down 5% and you have to escrow for your taxes and insurance. You can always reach out to your current lender and say, hey, I've decided I don't want to pay my taxes and insurance with this payment anymore. Can I ask you to remove the escrow account? And some lenders will do that and some lenders won't. Also on the other side of the coin, the same thing applies. What if you decided, hey, I don't want to be paying this big bill once a year for my, my taxes or this big bill once a year for my insurance. What can I do to create an escrow account? You can also contact the lender and say, hey, Am I allowed to set up an escrow account? What can I do? Some lenders will allow you to do that and some lenders won't. It just depends on the lender. So that's pretty much the uh, what we're looking at today for escrows. Um, please join us next week. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about the truth about down payment assistance. It's going to be a really great resourceful uh, podcast that we're doing next week. And as always, please make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, thank you so much for joining and uh, listening to our show for today. Have a great day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you for listening to The Truth About Lending. Stay up to date with all Florida Loan and Mortgage News by subscribing to our channel and help us grow so we can continue bringing you insight and advice. 
please like, share, and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can find the links to all our social media profiles in the description. You can find extra resources on our website, thetruthaboutlending.com. If you have any questions about Florida mortgages, we are licensed and ready to talk to you today. Call us at 888-76-TRUTH. That's 888-768-7884. You can also email us at melinda at ttal.info or visit us at our website, thetruthaboutlending.com. Until next time, remember, the truth about lending is out there for you. No, you're not alone. Because I'm going to make this place your home.